Ahoy! Hello, it's a brand new episode of Baffled, your favourite fact podcast. My name's Dan, thank you for listening. Uh, I've got three as always for you. This week, stuff about apples, about bricks and about stars. That's on my end. Mark, it's also here. What have you got for us? This week, I've got a country border mistake, a country's mistake and then some alcohol. Connor as well. Hello, Connor. What have you got? Hello. So, we are talking breaking the speed limit, how to survive if you get your head chopped off, what, what would you do? And uh, something grammatical. <laughs> right, now, if there's anyone that's going to bring a grammatical fact to this show and be fast and loose with grammar, it's going to be Connor. So I'm very excited. Let's get to it. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Grammar, Connor. Hmm. Grammar. How are you with your grammar when you write? Um, I'm not bad. I mean, I was okay when I was at school and stuff. I think it's just more like my mum's very, very good at it. So whenever I write a very important email, I'm always like, mum, do you mind reading over? Just looking where those commas should go. Where are people breathing? But yeah, I'm not amazing. It's not something I really aspire to be good at, to be honest with you. Well, no one does. No one aspires no. to be good at grammar. When your mum checks it, do you find that she's making a lot of changes? No, I, I, I'm, my mum says that I'm very good at wording things and piecing things together. I write things very well, um, but it's just sometimes more writing it in the right way. Um, so maybe adapting that and putting in the right grammar to make it flow better. This is for formal stuff. This is if I'm leaving jobs or something. You know, not emailing you boys about when we're doing the next episode. I like that that's the first example you come up with. You know, it's for when I'm leaving jobs. Yeah, leaving jobs. Is, surely, that... is that something you're often doing? And surely it doesn't matter because you're leaving. Yeah, that point. Of course it matters. Who cares? Who, no, who cares? If they, if they think you can't do grammar, who cares? You're leaving. Don't want to be burning any bridges. But yeah, leaving jobs. Oh my God, I was, I was, I probably had about 10 jobs in my first year of leaving school. I, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. A lot of emails for your mum. Listen, is it a particularly... Is your grammar fact, is it one that we need to end on? No, it's going to come quite early. It's, I think it might be another nerdle relate. Like it's one of those sort of ones. Why don't we kick off with it? I'm too interested. Can you give it to us now, please? Yeah, yeah, let's kick off, yeah. So the dot, the little dot over the lowercase i or j is known as a tittle. It's a tittle. There we go. Always oh, sounds funny. Love the word. Look, if you call something like a wangle, then it makes it funnier. Like an anus all, funnier. But tittle, I mean, we, we're getting there, aren't we, yeah, I think, t- with funny names. Tittle is, or is gold tier. Gold tier of funny names. Yeah, 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 big time. The good thing about this fact is, right, so it needs a name. That name has been given, tittle. 
And I really enjoy the fact that when I think about this, I, I have the picture of boobs in my head. So therefore, it's a win all round, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think about the letters I and J in lowercase form a lot? No. No. But when you do... I imagine the I and J together with the two dots above it. And therefore, we have a pair of tits. Is it bad that the only word I can think of right now that has a J and an I together is the word jizz? That's literally all I can think of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably. Not, it, 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 it maybe says more about you, Mark, than, than what people want to know, to be honest with you. Quite possibly, yeah. Tell me another word that has I and J next to it. Jingle. Yeah, jingle. jingle yeah. yeah. Multitude of other non-sexual words. To put Jill. Off, to put us, Jim. Imagine all those new listeners that came in through the billboard. Oh, oh you know, here's what I want, a knowledgeable fact podcast. <laughs> oh, tits. And here jizz. we are, talking about tittles and jizz. Now, uh, it, always, yeah. it always makes me wonder with these things, who invents this stuff? Who invents etymology? Who invents the way words comes from? Who invents all of the shit we talk about week on week? I mean, let's be honest here. It, it's just a, uh, an array of strange people, isn't it, that have come up with this stuff? But, so, it makes sense with some words because they have root words in, like, old words. You can generally take them back and back and back and back until, you know, we're Vikings and it's coming from there. But who's saying, I hereby declare... The dot above a J is going to be called, oh, tits, that's let's say, the tittle, that's what we'll call them. You know, who's, who's coming up with that? A very, a very pervy old professor. It's funny that you don't learn it at school, isn't it? You know, but that's probably because the classroom would break into hysterics. Can you imagine, like, nine-year-old con up being told that the dot above the I and J's tittle? I'd be kicked out, wouldn't I? I'd be standing outside. Yeah. What, what use is it? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's irrelevant. It, like, how often do you draw an I and a J and go, oh, to put the tittle? Like, it's not a thing that you there commonly talk about. Why, when would you ever talk about the dot above the I and the J? But now that you know it, and now that the listeners know it, every time you do it, you are going to think to yourself, oh, this is the tittle. I've got to do the tittle now. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Did you know you can make a country bigger by moving a stone? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's common logic, surely. Well, see, this is... I feel like country borders should be a little more firmly put in place than by stones. But uh, this week, a Belgian farmer has got in trouble because he moved a 200-year-old stone because it was inconveniently placed for his tractor and his fence. It's nearly caused a diplomatic argument between Belgium and France because it's officially made Belgium bigger and France smaller. But how is it? It's not done it officially. It's not. Like, they're not changing the maps in the Central Hall. They're not... They're not... Like, Macron's not bothered about this. They're not. It's just someone's moved the stone. See, this is what I think. But it turns out that, th- that if he doesn't move it back, this could be a diplomatic incident because that is the official stone of the border. And it was moved all of 2.29 metres. That's a little bit, actually. More than I thought. I really hate people. I just, I, I just hate people, mate. Like, who gives one? Like, just go get a life. Like, people are so... Fla- like, this snowflake generation is the perfect way to sum it up. It's like, who cares? You also, are... Connor, imagine, imagine the sort of person who spotted this as well. It was yeah, do you know what I mean? Jill, Jill. An amateur Jill, historian Sarah, spotted it. Jill Fringe. Jill, wife of Nigel. Connor, you realise yeah. you're one of these snowflake generation, don't you? I'm one of the snowflake generation, yeah. And look, I get uptight about things, but I'm sorry. But can you imagine the people booting off about this? Like, Sarah and, and I don't know, Kim down at the playground, dropping the kids off to school. Can you mm. believe it? Oh, shut up. Do you know what I mean? Go have a coffee. Get your nails done. It is a popular name in the northeast of France. In the true. border with Belgium is Kim, Sarah and Beth. Now, the thing is, imagine if it was your back, gar- no, imagine if it was your back garden, though, Connor, and your next door neighbour slightly encroached in. 
your dad's going to be pissed off. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you think about yeah, it, but in we're, the not, grand we're not scheme talking. Of yeah, things. but oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That is such a bad comparison. Not at all. Because that that yeah. personally, that personally change. Yeah, it's a terrible comparison. Mark will agree with me on yeah, that. No, that. Because that yeah. personally changes but my garden that I no, no, use no, every no, day. No, because it's a country. I think the only way you can make it a fair comparison is if you say it was moved 2.29 meters of France. So what is 2.29 meters as a percentage of the whole of France? And let's move the fence that. So your fence would end up moving about one millimeter. But this is the point. Like, I know my dad and I know many dads, particularly dads, uh, are men of principle. So if they find out that their next door neighbor has encroached even millimeters into their garden, they are going to be a little bit annoyed because they paid hefty cash for that for that land. Like, they will be annoyed about that. No, but the, 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 point, the point of this fact is, where I disagree, is that personally affects me. They're moaning about it because a country that they live in is now slightly big. That's ridiculous. No, but the point is, it's like you're the, in a country. The people, but the people there aren't, like, the, 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 the people who live there probably aren't moaning at all. It's the people who, like, run the country. This is the point. It's not, if my dad's garden got moved by you know, half a centimetre, doesn't affect his life at all. Just like it doesn't affect the people in France's life. The point is, it's what's written down. That's why they're getting annoyed. I agree with you, but I understand that, uh, you know, if I was in charge of a country and someone, I'd be a bit like, hey, come on, this is our land. And also, without getting too bogged down in this, you do need to think about, uh, like, various politics of the last, like, 60 years in terms of how Europe has been formed. Yeah, Yeah. don't care. Mark, um, <laughs> literally, do you know what I mean? Like, let's just not go down that road. Mark, when did this happen? Uh, this has happened in like the last month. Right, so the last month. So this, this, this situation that they're getting really uptight about has happened on the back end of a global pandemic that's killed tens of thousands of people. Sums it up. Let's move on, dickheads. Hey, first fact of the show. Uh, did you know if first you... First fact s- of the show for you. Let's not down put mine and Connor's facts down. Stop throwing things. Did you know? If you stack Lego bricks one on top of the other, it would take 375,000 Lego bricks before that bottom brick would get crushed. That's a pretty strong brick. Very strong brick. The tower would need to be 12,000 foot tall before that bottom brick was crushed. Sorry, can you tell me that in terms of double-decker buses? That's that's the only height measurement I ever go by. Um, uh, Like uh, about a a few hundred. (laughs) <laughs> you're just seeing you're trying to do uh, maths in your head. 700. 12, so 12,000 feet. Uh, yeah, wow. So that, you, That's a good, I like that. And then the bottom one would crush. And the bo- uh, it would take 375,000 Lego bricks stacked one on top of the other to destroy the bottom brick. I'd love to know how they've worked this out. I, I, has someone done it or have they just done it on... Well, I guess they know... the what, weight of the brick. Yeah, to the yeah pressure. The say, yeah, they'll, they'll know what the load bearing is of that brick. Pressure. And you've got and to think we'll about... Yeah, you've got to think about the way countries were made after World War II as well. Oh. That designated Belgium I can't imagine that they've oh, actually... fit. Properly tested. Mark, what's going on with you this week? I mean, we're what? 15 minutes into this recording. You've said the word jizz and load already. I mean, just... I didn't say jizz at all there. Thing is, no, you have said it. That's no, what you, you said. No, you said jizz earlier. Is... You said load this time. Oh, seriously, Mark, that mind of yours, honestly. We need to start looking into it. There are competitions. I don't have the immediate data to hand, but uh, back in 2012, one of the tallest Lego towers was 32 metres mm. high when I worked for Legoland. They would often have competitions to see who could build the tallest tower, and they would never, never get crushed. Can you imagine Mark being on like a roller coaster, and you got Dan telling you everything I say? You do, any job I do, you're like, oh, imagine if Dan was your fast food thing. Imagine if Dan poured you a pint. Imagine, yeah. yeah. 
Easy. Yeah, because I've worked, I've worked, I've worked, I've worked with you for over a year now. Oh yeah, but come on, mate. We, hell. I mean, we you, make podcasts. You literally just, we make podcasts. It's hardly you, work. I mean, you literally just threw baby wipes at Mark. I mean, can you imagine if the poor kid can't get the roller coaster thing down properly? He's going to get a fly kick to the head. Well, you would, you would occasionally <laughs> let if, if people were like a, a tiny bit small, but you know their parents were looking at you sternly, you would let them on. Also, yeah. you say he'd get a fly kick to the head. He wouldn't. Dan just wouldn't bother. He'd be like, you're annoying me. If you die on this, fine. Whatever. No. Don't care. Yeah, not, coming, not coming to fix your safety bar. Yeah. Is Dan the sort of um, worker that was like, and I appreciate this, this kind of anger, where you get, hate it. You know when you get in the roller coaster, they get all the way to the front of the queue and they're obviously too small. And Dan's like, did you not measure yourself on the board at the beginning of this queue, idiot? No, the thing is, it's because of where I was working. It was mainly quite young people, so it wasn't them. It was their, like, very annoyed parents that had paid, like, 90 quid to get their under five in. And I was like, no, nah, just come through. When I did work at Legoland, I worked, I was one of the oldest people in the team. And we had a few girls that were about 16 there. And I made three of them cry at separate times. Count one, two, three. Impressive. There you go. Can we have three stories, please? Uh, I made one of them cry because... I just made fun of her. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was funny. She didn't. I made another one cry because I was driving a buggy while she was dressed as a character and I drove it too fast and she almost fell off. And then I made the third one cry because, and this is the only one I'm well within my rights here. She, there was a bit, there was a long line of guests and she wanted to go and make one kid that she knew uh, a, a balloon animal to say, sorry for the way. And I said, you can't do that. It was, there's like a hundred yeah. kids there. If you make one, you've got to make them all. And she didn't like the way I... She didn't like the fact I said that. And because she was like four years younger than me, she cried. Got told off for that. Happy times. There we go. That's an insight into Dan's life at Legoland. Letting under, undersized kids on ride and making girls cry. Outrageous. Yeah. You made me cry four times after we've been recording. I'll go and have a little tear up. Makes me upset. Just the problem is, is people can't get jokes. If I'm, if I'm, having, if I'm making fun of you in front of everyone, that is a joke. You should laugh, not cry. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Okay, so um, beheading, yeah, not not great, not a not an enjoyable moment for for many. Hang on, unless Mark do the joke. No, no, I'm not. Is there I'm... not a beheading? As in, oh, as in what? I'll behead into the shop. No, soon. I'm not making it. I'm oh, not I making that's a where joke. You're going. Absolutely not. I am above that. Well, it's 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 actually not that bad if you're a uh, sea slug called the uh, Alicia CF Marginata. That's how you pronounce it. Obviously, just words that they've put together. It's like an anagram or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, fine. Move on yeah. from that. But yeah, so basically, they, they can be decapitated. They can lose their head and then grow a body back onto the head that was on, that's on his own. They, they regrow their own body. This can't be the only animal that does this. Like, there's the thing with worms, isn't it, where if you cut them in half, they'll grow back. Yeah, but I don't know how much of that is just myth and how much of that is actually well, true. Just take a little look. Just take a little listen to the research behind this. Um, it's, oh, you know it's we love much, our research, Connor. Come on, hit me with yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty brutal. Uh, e- e- ecologists at Nara Women's University in Japan found that a few hours after having the heads severed from their bodies, so they were doing that, uh, the snails' heads were already nimbling on algae as if nothing has happened. So the heads were actually still eating. They were still consuming. Um, and in about 20 days, one third of the sea slugs studied had fully grown back their bodies, heart included as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's an experiment which is great when it goes right. The amount of other animals they have in that lab where their heads are just still lying there is just a horrific idea. 
But this is this is the thing that I was thinking as well. I'm glad you made the point, Mark. It's kind of like what leads you to do this and what leads you to do it with a sea slug. Like, do you yeah. start at gorillas and work your way down? Yeah, they, like, they, 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 they just you know have like I'm... kind of like you know the lost and found boxes that some places have in there. They just have different animal heads of like these are the ones that we tried and failed. Yeah, yeah. But all jokes, all jokes, all jokes aside here, like you know. It, pretty incredible really isn't it when you actually think about it the fact that there is a living a living thing out there that that being decapitated that head itself continues to eat with no body and then within 20 days regrows a full body and heart like i'm trying to work out how that happens it's incredible i assume that there is like a, a limit of how high up they can decapitate <laughs> the like, like 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 it has to be at like throat level or further down it can't be like at no, like at nose level, and they go, oh, can't grow a mouth back. We then led our research on to find that if you get a fork and steak knife and you cut the head up into a thousand pieces, including brain, it somehow binds itself back together again and then grows a body. I think, I think if I think if anyone here is happy with that, I reckon it's you, Connor, because the idea that small creatures and, and insects can maybe regrow, I think. Of all of us here, you were the nastiest person to insects when you were a child. No, no, really? no, no, no. You Someone called Conrad Dylan. It's always Dylan. Dylan's are always no. nasty to, 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 you know, squashing ants and beetles. I'm very, no, 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 no. I can understand why you think that maybe, but no, I'm really like a massive animal lover. Like even little ants and stuff. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not that person that squashes it with my finger. And no, not like now, that. but when like, you were like an, unru- an unruly eight-year-old. No, no, never, never. But. It's a fair judgment, but a wrong judgment. Calls it like I sees it. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. There are currently 46 million Australian banknotes in circulation with a typo. So the new $50 note was released back in 2018. And they feature the first female member of Australian Parliament on the front. And behind her, it looks like a lovely garden. But what they've actually done is they've put really small the words of her first speech to Parliament in it. And there's a lovely bit in it. It is a great responsibility to be the only woman here, and I want to emphasise the necessity which exists for other women to be here. Unfortunately, they spelt responsibility. That is on 46 million banknotes currently in circulation around the world. Interesting that they spelt responsibility wrong and not necessity wrong, which you yeah, think necessity. is the easiest Nailed type that one. Yeah. Nailed that one. Responsibility missed out the final line. Do you think you've you've just caused an absolute uproar with cancel culture on Twitter? And do you think it'll all come out now where people are like, this wouldn't happen if it was a man on the note? Do you reckon this is going to cause uproar? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mainly because this happened back in uh, 2018, they got released. 2019, someone noticed it. Because... It, it really looks like, Dan, I can show you here, looks like, is this green bit here? So yeah, no like, you, you can't see it. You have to get a magnifying glass out and a proper good one to be able to see the typo. What are we saying? 50? It's a, yeah, $50 Australian note. Yeah, who's carrying around 50? I mean, think, things are pricier there. That was the best reaction for people that didn't see it to Mark showing Dan part of his fact. Dan basically looked like he had shit under his nose and was like, mm, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, well, exactly. Well, this is the point. You can barely see it. So once again... Who bothered to go, oh, let me just get my magnifying glass out and just have a look at this for myself? I'll be honest with you. This is probably the, um, I think Dan might agree here. This is the perfect fact for the perfect person because Mark yeah. is the sort of guy that would recognise this. I, yeah, it's an ad- it's, it, it's, an, it's an anally retentive admin fact. I, I do check all of my banknotes that I get. For the thing is with this, like it's moderately interesting. I probably, I probably won't remember it. If I, if I ever get my hands on a crisp, $50 note, 
Uh, I will. I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, as long as you've got a really strong magnifying glass with you, you'll be able to see. My second fact of the show. Did you know Apple bought the domain name iPhone.org eight years before the iPhone, two years before the iPod? I just like the fact that the, the, two years before the iPod, so this was in 1999, they thought, yeah, we might make a phone one day. Let's get it in the can. You got, you've got to make sure. Got to get there. You know, this is very strange that you've said this fact today because I've basically I've been on a bit of a binge. I've been on a bit of an addiction with Dragon's Den. I don't know if you two are obsessed with it as well, but I love watching all the pictures on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know why. No, don't or know. Shark Tank um, for the American listeners. And, yeah, Shark Tank for the American listeners, uh, Australian as well, and I don't know about Europe. But anyway... Um, and there was a guy that come on there with a concept, and it was called the Eye Glove. It was called the Eye Glove, and it was a glove that you could use on your smartphone screens, and it had the, the fingertips, because normal gloves don't work. And this come up, Dan. Um, they, they were kind of like, hold on a minute, you can be sued by iPhone, by Apple, because they, they have the, the ownership of putting eye in front of things. So they must have done that way before they actually thought of the, these concepts for phones and stuff they must have come up with this idea and also just uh, who's when did they decide that the word i would be the thing that they would use for this stuff well didn't we have a fact before i think it was connor's fact that apple weren't the first people to use iphone wasn't it i yeah wasn't it yeah, ibm yeah, yeah. or something you used iphone first and then apple made it commercial this rings a bell or uh, there was a yeah separate company i think that that done it but I really like that fact because you, you wouldn't think about that. That's really, that's really interesting. Is that eight years, did you say, before they actually released the... the when was the first iPod up there? So iPod was 2001, iPhone was 2007, and iPhone.org was 1999. You mentioned Dragon's Den then. I don't know if you've seen this. They've got a new dragon who is younger than me. It's depressing, isn't it? That, I, that he's rich enough to go and sit there with a wad of cash next to him and go, mm, I'll invest in that. I've seen that guy on Twitter, right? I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here like some, like one of those American podcasts where they just slag people off. I'm sure he's a lovely guy <laughs> and very, I mean, Christ, he's a multimillionaire and to be on that. But I saw this bloke on Twitter ages ago and I, I thought he was just like, like a model, you know, one of those Instagram influencers who tell you how to live your best life, uh, like a life coach with, and they mm. don't do anything. You know, I thought this was that, that guy. And then it turns out, bingo, bango, he's a bloody dragon's den man. Yeah, serious money, isn't there? Yeah, there's there's money. For, I'd be a great dragon. No, you wouldn't. A, you have no money. Yeah, I would. So what are you going to invest with? Hold on. I, I Hold on. I have my savings for my nan's death that I can happily invest <laughs> into a new comb that does it yourself. Mate, I don't think just sitting there with 10 grand is going to help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, imagine, imagine it. Thank you, Nan. I've invested in a... I can just imagine, like, like all the dragons that next to each other, these huge wads of cash, and then there's you who's just done it like yeah. one pound coin so that you get just as high as their wads of cash. You know me as well. I'd be literally the most, like, naive and, like, easily influenced. Like, somebody would walk in and be you like... You say yes to everything. Yeah, they'd be like, right. They'd be like, right. We've got a toothpick that picks your tooth itself. I ask no questions. I don't want any of the numbers. I'm just like, yeah, love it. Yeah, Here you go. In. There's I'm in. 50 quid. The brilliant thing G- about... Give it a fun name like Nerdle and I'm in. The brilliant thing about Dragon's Den, and this no. is very UK specific, by the way, uh, is that like, all these amazing tech is, is pitched there, these incredible ideas. And the thing, the most famous thing that's come out of it is Levi Roots with his sauce. Reggae, reggae sauce. <laughs> sauce. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen. Listen, bitch. Oh, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> you head back and then, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Uh, oh, it's um, it's admin sec. Admin, have we got any? Uh, oh, yeah, admin. I've got, I've got some admin, yeah. If you want to get in touch, by the way, it is info at baffledpods.com or... Um, I escaped from Alcatraz at gmail.com. Genuinely, I've got the username. So is it a redirect? No, it's just on there. I just need to log in and check. I haven't, I haven't done the full admin on it, but we do now own I escaped from Alcatraz at gmail.com. If you want to hear why, you need to listen to The Last Connor Explains when Connor explains Alcatraz. I'm, I'm interested. Like, what we should have done is not mentioned it and then just see if anyone was curious enough to email in after that one, one mention in the one episode. I know. But playing, playing a risky game there. But you've mentioned it now. Yeah, because if I didn't and we got no emails, what a waste yeah, of time. What a waste and time. we'd feel unloved. Connor, anything? We really are taking over the world, aren't we, with this podcast? We, we really are. Well, I mean, you say that. It's not like I have, we had to do any proof of how big of a podcast we were to get the usage because no one had taken it. We're, yeah, we're taking over some, oh, some London billboards. Thanks for clearing that up, Mark. Some London billboards. Thanks for clearing that up, Mark. Alcatraz, an email address, and three metres of France. What are you, uh, anything, Connor? You've been DM'd? Uh, yeah. Yeah, hello to uh, Michael Starfish. What a name. Hi, I've just started listening to the podcast and absolutely love it. I binged listening over the weekend and got to episode 16. You are 100% the people's champ, Tar Michael. Uh, on one of the episodes, a bee fact was given and Dan asked, where do bees keep their money? And after extensive research, I have found out that they keep their money in the bank. H-S-B-C. 
keep up the great work. Love you guys. Bosh, Michael, my guy. Why have I said where do bees keep money? Oh, I, I mean, this is episode 16. By the time he hears this message, it's going to be 2030. Oh, that's an interesting point, Michael. So this will come out, what's, what's the day on Tuesday? The 18th. This will come out on the 18th of May. Uh, please get in touch when you hear this. Infobaffledpod.com because I want to try and see where you are, how quickly you're binging. And please, if you remember, remind me why I've ever asked why do bees, where do bees keep their money? Anyway, here's this from... I think um, we were talking about bees having pockets, because we were talking about where they keep their nectar, and then talking about bees having pockets in the back of their knees or something. That vaguely rings the bell, but other than that, no idea. Mark quickly scrolls through the Google Doc. Where was it? When was it? There's <laughs> this... When was it? What date? Uh, also, on my end, uh, I got a message on Instagram asking, I heard you talking about BTS. I was curious if you're a fan or just know about them. Always nice to know. <laughs> Q&A. Ask Dan anything. I know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. I love good pop. Wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. I know of BTS. Yeah. Don't, don't mind the Bang Tan, is it Bang Tan Boys? Yeah. But, but, but Dan, you are a fan of Taylor Swift, aren't you? Did you enjoy her at the Brits the other night? Swifty? Did you enjoy her picking up her little wall? <laughs> There was Guinness World Records mentioned as well about how many she got. And I was like, well, my boy Dan's actually got a Guinness World Record to do with her. I love, to, Beat that. I love Taylor Swift. I did find it funny that in a, in a pandemic, she came over to the UK to, to do that. I didn't think that I was... mean, it, it's very important that Taylor Swift is allowed into the UK. Obviously. D- always. I want to keep... Maybe she was here anyway, because I know that she's kind of been living with her... I think she was living with her boyfriend got, at yeah, various yeah, points. She's got a London boyfriend. I know, don't get me started. It's not me. I'm very, I'm very sorry to everyone right now. We will continue with facts because I think majority of people don't give a shit about Taylor Swift, don't they? So. I just also find it funny when yeah, people come over here and kind of tell our government what to do. I think that's really funny. Hey, this is what you should be doing. Oh. Uh, yeah. Are they going to listen? Who cares? Uh, yeah. So anyway, is it the bang tabloids? Anyway, BTS, I don't mind them. They, I know that they've got a pretty vociferously hot fan base, I would say. Pretty as in hot, you know, they're on it online. Anyway, enough about BTS. Mark, have we made a bad decision here with the spin-off show being Connor Explains? Shouldn't it just be Dan Does Politics? I mean, who <laughs> wouldn't want to hear that? I don't think I did much politics. <laughs> Do you want to hear my opinions about BTS one more time? No. Info, info at baffledpod.com is where you need to go. Uh, and yes, and we will hear from you, hopefully, in the next episode. Connor, what's your final fact of the show? Well, after composing myself, because I kind of, I don't know about you, Mark, but I felt like I entered a situation there with Dan talking about BTS. Like I, that, that was a moment in my life where it just happened so quickly there. I, I can't believe I just digested that information. I, I will be honest with you. I was not listening. Yeah, neither was I. Okay, final fact of the show for me. Uh, the feeling of getting lost inside a mall, so uh, a supermarket, shopping centre over here, has a name. <gasps> what is the name, why Connor? People, why do people need to name me? Uh, you're gonna have to help me. What I want to do is I'm gonna I'm gonna spell Aww. the first word and then I want to say the last word. G R U E N G Gruen G R U E N Gruen Gruen transfer Gruen transfer. Yeah. Is this one of those? So the reason that I've no 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 hold on a minute. So the reason that I've brought this fact yeah uh to the podcast and Mark when you edit this podcast if you could beep this out completely completely normal to do so. What a load of so this is the thing, isn't it? It's, but it, it sounds like it's, you know, German. Gruen. Gruen transfer. And they have a word for everything. Yeah, the Germans just love creating yeah. words. It's like, oh, what, what new emotion have I felt today? Well, I got trapped in a shopping mall. We must name an emotion. <laughs> Gruen transfer. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So a little bit of background, because apparently it's necessary. 
Uh, it was named after... I mean, you're the one giving the fact. You decide if it's named. No, 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 no. You see, this is the thing. We, we have lost our way a little bit sometimes because if we remember the original slogan, amazing facts that are complete nonsense, and this is always in the back of my mind, and I think this, does, this is it. This is an amazing fact because we never knew it. But it's completely yeah. Well, hey, I'm not. I'm not hitting on the fact. So it's actually it's actually named after an Austrian architect called Victor Gruen, um, who identified how an intentionally confusing layout could lead to customers uh, spending more time and money in a shopping venue. Though he would later disavow the approach, um, and then this name come from that. So the idea of uh, like the way shops are designed really amazes me. Like there are some aisles where the tiles are a lot. Yeah, clo- I was really um sorry, sorry. I was just quickly. I was really, really hoping as well when I was thinking about this fact that we would do a spin-off from it and talk about the floor plan, floor floor plans of shopping centres. Strap yourself in, everyone. It's Dan on floor plans of shops. <laughs> so I think there's a thing where on some aisles of the shopping centre supermarket they'll put the tiles closer together so when your trolley ricks over them, it makes you feel like you're going too fast, so you slow down to pay more attention to what's around you. So I, I, I feel like that is absolute no, bollocks. It's true. That's like these little things that they do are, are really interesting to like manipulate you. I love love all that. Stuff. Like I can understand that they manipulate you, but I can't think no, that at any point I'm going, oh, I'm going too quick in this supermarket. No, think, but, uh, think about the children. No, but if you, Slow if, down. If you, if you drive them around, if, if you're just pushing on your trolley and then suddenly it goes from you'll naturally not because you think you're going to do that you'll naturally just keep pace and you'll slow yourself down see I can understand that in a car because in a car the car is just moving but if I'm pushing a trolley I know how quick my legs are going it's not like I'm suddenly going well my legs feel like they're going at normal speed but perhaps I'm running a sprint maybe I'm over here I'm over here in the other room way far away from you boys hi I'm completely with Dan Absolutely, one hundred percent understand this. It's com- it's complete common understand. If you're dr- if you're driving a trolley, if that's whatever you call it, and your wheels are going like, and you're hearing that more, you will naturally slow that down. That that's just a, a human reaction. Mark, so, Mark, Mark, think, Mark thinks he's smart. Mark thinks he's smarter than the regular than the, than the regular consumer. Well, ju- no, just because you know what speed your legs are going. No, but you don't. That's the point because it's tricked your brain. Dan, 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 Dan. Mark will be pushing a trolley, won't he? This is this is the scenario. Okay, you're in Tesco's, Walmart. Let's make it understandable for everybody. Mark's pushing his trolley along. He's got the missus next to him. She goes, "Cool, that trolley's not going fast." Mark will go, "No, no, no." You're completely mistaken. The tiles make it sound like that. But trust me, my legs are moving at a good rate. I'll be like, mate, know. you know, like seriously, just book a yeah. day off. Get, get, get yourself a Tinder profile because your girlfriend's left you. Now, um, <laughs> Mark is absolutely the bloke on a, when he goes shopping. There is no ju- there is no fun. There is no impulse purchase at all. It's no, 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 mi- no, mi- no mid-aisle shopping. He's got his list. He's going to follow that list to a yeah. T. He's going to wander up and down. No joy, no, yeah. no buying, no Im- fun, nothing like that, and that's it. We're and, making and our meals. We're, we're making our meal plan on Sunday. We're going to buy what's on the meal plan, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, and that list is yeah. ca- is in order of where I will come upon it in the shop. So fruit and veg at the top. That's the very first thing you get to. Bread at the end. That's the last aisle you get to. Just put it in order so you can just go through it methodically. Absolutely makes sense. Bish bash in. He's out. also the sort of guy as well, Dan, that will be down the uh, cereal aisle. And he'll really, really fancy like Kellogg's Crunchy Nut. That's what he wants. Absolutely not. But That's far he's too got, fancy. But, but he's got. He's looking. He's thinking. Do you know what? I'll go to the top of the aisle and I'll look at what's on offer. No, no. It's just very, very. 
Very simple. Breakfast shouldn't be nice. It should be nutritional. That is all it should ever be. There, there's lots more ways that shops like that warp with your brain. And I think we need to do a special. I really, really don't want to know about that right now. Like genuinely, like I'm a little bit hungover and I'm really not in the mood. It's Connor Explains right on now. Thursday. Connor Explains how shops fuck with your mind. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, do you know what? Great, great, great episode. And I'm very interested. And I will sit here and for the whole of it, I will tell you how I'm better than shops and don't fall for their tricks. Mark, give us your last fact of the show. Chernobyl, which is, of course, the home of the nuclear disaster, is starting to make its own alcohol. So uh, Chernobyl, Chernobyl. How, how, what are we going for here? Chernobyl, Chernobyl? I would say Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Okay, we're going to say Chernobyl. Uh, <laughs> Connor's just oh, like, oh, just seriously, just marks back. I, right. So What's wrong with this fact? The area, right, right. Somewhere's making alcohol. That's what we've got, yeah. I mean, it's a little more than that. It's Chernobyl, mate. Do you know what happened in Chernobyl? No. See, that's your issue here. Chernobyl is the home of the biggest nuclear disaster, so there is still an exclusion zone around Chernobyl where you're not allowed in. You're not allowed in because there's still so much radiation from it. But Chernobyl has started to try and prove that it's not as dangerous as everyone says. So it's growing crops and it has started to make uh, an artisanal spirit made from the apples on crop land in Chernobyl. So hang on, hang on, hang on. So, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Hang on, right. so, hang on, hang on. It's not like it started. It's not like researchers went there one day and it turned out that this plant had been had like mulched down no, on its own accord. Everything died. So everything died. So your fact is someone's decided to brew a beer. <laughs> Sorry, right? I don't know what it is. And I, I don't know why it is. And I genuinely have actual tears right now. But there's something that I find so funny when Mark tells a fact. I don't know why. It's just a normal thing that we do. But when Mark says it, I, I find it really funny. It's the movement on the chair. The excitement. Yeah. He is piloting a ship of knowledge, isn't it? No, the thing is, I thought, when you, when you cut a thesis, I thought that it was doing this of its own accord. Like, it's just the, the, the natural ecosystem there, because I know it is a strange ecosystem now where I think plants and animals and wildlife is coming back. I thought that they turned up and, oh, look what's happened. Like, in this bizarre place, nature is brewing spirits, but it's just, they've decided no, to No, yeah, they've, they've gone back. I mean, there's still so much radiation that you're not allowed to live there. Because if you do, you will just die because there's that much radiation around. Yet they're trying to make crops grow uh, and they have created the first 1500 bottles which were bound for the uk but ukrainian uh services have gone yeah, mate, absolutely not are we letting that out and have kept it all for themselves that's interesting that's a shame i'd love some of that nuclear juice it's called atomic that's what they've called the drink oh i should have called it atonic you know what in a year's worth of this show that's the greatest bit of wordplay you've ever done Thank you. Just take a moment. Can we just, I'll tell you what, we'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to pause. Mark, if you can just edit in some clapping right now. No. There we go. No. There's the clapping. Just because it was everyone. good wordplay doesn't mean you deserve a whole round of applause. Just like half a second, Mark. No. Little bit. No. Right, time for my last fact of the show, which is a quick one. Probably no more discussions. Connie, you might not like this. I just like the thing. When you look at the North Star, the North Star in the sky is 4,000 times brighter than our sun. And the light that you're looking at was made in the year 1587. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, it like no more it. discussions, because that's how science and no. light years work. It's, what, 434 light years away. Oh, no. I do have a discussion, actually, Dan. 
Um, Mark, in 1587, what was the size of the roads like? <laughs> like width? Anything in 1587, what was, the, what was the longest road in the world at that point? Well, well, actually, I, th- I think you'll find that it very much depends on, our, on upon our definition of roads. How many roads have we had? How many facts have we had about like roads playing music and national anthems? I think we've had like a good like an episode's worth of national anthem road music. I mean, facts. that's because it's one of the greatest facts that ever existed. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Baffled. What have we learned? Well, the dot on some letters has got a funny name. <laughs> uh, also, Connor loves all the animals. Uh, and Mark is much smarter than the average shopper. True. Uh, get in touch, info at baffledpod.com. Uh, give us a follow on TikTok for some facts of the day. And Instagram as well. Uh, we are at baffledpod there. And we've got another Connor Explains coming up this Friday, which might be about supermarkets. So make sure you follow us for that. And we will see you then. Say goodbye, Connor. Should I shave my leg? Yes, please do. To, to what degree? Is that a thing? To what degree? But men? What degree? Just, well, I've had a new tattoo on my leg, and I kind of like the way my leg looks, Dave. And I wondered whether, like, shaving your leg is a normal yeah, thing. Yeah, but you're going to need to do a nice grade. Listen, you can't just shave the thing around the tattoo. You can't just shave your whole leg. You'll need to do what barbers do at the side of your head with your burns. You need to kind of, you know, fade it down. Just, sh- just shave it all. So clippers with a number two on it all over? Sure. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. And I am going to go and shave Connor's legs, because it's fun to do that kind of thing. Uh, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.